This is... Wait, we should establish, like, what we want to talk about. What I, are the bullet I, points we need to I, hit here? I, I got it. I got it. Okay, so we tell them that the show is called Do You Want to Make a Podcast? It is a fireside chat between two best friends who are on the hunt to create the perfect podcast. They have a lot of ideas, and they can't decide what they want to talk about. Okay. That's pretty much it. That's it. We that's 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 the like, synopsis. Then we'll then we'll plug the social media. Do we want to do like social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we'll tell them to follow us at Do You Want to Pod, all spelled out. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us at Do You Want to Make a Podcast at Gmail dot com. That's it. That works for me. Wait, I think we just did it. We did it. That was my that was my plan all along. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. Except hello, because now the show's starting. Yes, it is. And we're here, friends, family, campers, strangers. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello, hello. I think that covers the gamut, right? Yeah. Friends, fr- those are the four groups of people: friends, family, campers, and strangers. That's it. Yes. That's all. That's all. That's all Excellent. there is. <laughs> And none of them are more important. There's no hierarchy here. They're all on the same plane. Yeah. But they are mu- they are mutually exclusive. <laughs> you can't be a camper. You and- cannot be both a camper and a family. You can <laughs> be a family member who, after an argument, becomes a camper. Maybe you just want to take some distance. You go out in the backyard, you pitch a tent, and you're like, I'll see you guys in the morning. And then, and then you don't... And then everyone's friends, so... And then everyone's right. Isn't it? Have you guys experienced that where like you are so upset at people and then when you wake up in the morning, sometimes things are just better. Sometimes they're not. But a lot of the times I find that they have been. I, I, I find that after you sit for something, you know, just let it let it marinate. And then the next day you're like, oh, why was I so upset about that? Mm. Especially in these times, you know, it, everything yes. seems so trivial. It's like, I can't be mad at you not reading i here's here's a here's a fun fact i get upset in like relationship like personal relationships uh romantic friendship whatever it is a pet peeve of mine is you not reading my brain ah uh. <laughs> you know after <laughs> after a certain amount of time of spending time with someone i expect you to just you know and that's not fair it's completely not fair <laughs> at all but that's that's my you know, and I'm like, you're, oh. you're not the only one who expects that. You're not, Devin, you're, uh, you're not reading my brain. No, and I'm not. I'm, and mom, if you're listening, I'm not coming for you right <laughs> now. <laughs> um, and this is good. But before we get too into it, uh, listeners, we are we are honored to have the one, the only Devin Holloway joining us on the show today. Yay! Thank you, friend, for being here. Thank you both for having me. I'm I'm honored. I'm so excited. Uh, we keep forgetting to do the only consistent part of our show, so we got to re- resume consistency, where we ask everyone, "Do you want to make a podcast?" I want to make a podcast. This is, you know, you guys are, are popping my podcast cherry. So, mm. love that, James. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Awesome. To uh, connect the dots a little bit for folks at home and also to butter Devin's bread, uh, there's not much I miss about living in Manhattan. One of the few things I miss 
is opening my front door to my building and I hear this lovely human practicing whatever audition song he's doing. Devin was on the ground floor and I was on a fifth floor walk up. Oof. But it was worth it. I would walk those steps extra slow because I'm like, my dude sounds so good. Yes. (laughs) You have a wonderful voice, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was was fun. It was a fun time living in that same building. It was you, me, and then Eileen in the in the building next door to us. That's right. It was such and a- I never and I never saw Eileen once. Right? That's New York for you. I felt like we all moved in within that one year and there was like a weekend where we were like, Oh hi everyone. And then Oh, you live here too? Live this here is great. Too? And then see you never. That was like four years ago, so <laughs> <laughs> um, the most serendipitous, beautiful way of meeting Devin happened where much like zoom right now, this is kind of full circle. Um, my buddy and I were in an audition room waiting and Devin was sitting next to me, did not know Devin at the time, total stranger. And I hear him FaceTiming someone who sounds a lot like our friend Eileen. <laughs> and I like creepily try to glance over and he is FaceTiming Eileen. And I'm like, is that Eileen? And Devin's like, yes, creepy person. Who are you? I'm like, turn the camera. And then I was like, Eileen. And it was great. And now we're all friends. And now we're all friends and we live within great. seconds of each other. And <laughs> that's New York for you. I love that. I love that. It is. I, I'm no longer in the city, but I, I do miss that. I miss having all my friends within a stone's throw. Neither am I, actually. Uh, I literally just moved uh, to Union City uh, about a month ago. Okay. Tomorrow, uh, Sunday will be a month, actually. How do you like it? I love it. I have a gorgeous view. You probably can't. I'm, I'm not going to show you behind me. But uh, because <laughs> you'll just get like a white, you know, the, the light will, yeah. will pollution. <laughs> uh, like, can you see it? He's like, I can't see anything. <laughs> this is the sun. <laughs> this is the sun. Um, but I have a really nice view of Manhattan and I get to, you know, I get to go into the city when I want to and then Mm -hmm. leave and get to view it from, from my bedroom. So that's nice. All while getting all the amenities and, and not paying for as much as Mm -hmm. Manhattan would. Amen, brother. So, um, yeah, man, I had to, there was a moment where I, I moved in with a friend from my, uh, when I was on tour with something mm-hmm. rotten and there was a moment where i had to kind of give up this dream you know of like being in manhattan my dream was like mm. being on the island and whether it be yeah. harlem or the heights or wherever i was like i'm on manhattan that's that's the thing and then i was like manhattan's getting expensive and <laughs> and there's just certain things i'm turning 30 in a year but I'm turning 30, uh, <laughs> and uh, there's just like certain things. I'm like, I'm, I grew up in the South. Sensual air is not a luxury to me. It's just, it's a way of life. Yes. You know? Yes. So, yes. So there's certain things I'm like that I want, and if family were to come up, I don't want them to be uncomfortable. This is adult life, my friend. Adult. I am an adult now. Sip tea. My tea. I, yeah, I, I had tea. a question for you, and I, and I forgot it. <laughs> I forgot my question. Um, don't you hate that? I I do that all I, the time. I do it now with my phone where I open my phone to do something and I stare at it for five seconds. I was like, what was I going to do? I do it with everything. <laughs> I I literally stand up and I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, Why am I, I got up. I got up to do something and I have <laughs> no idea what it was. It's gone. It's gone. Completely and, then it, I'll, and then I'll sit down 
And I'll be like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then do you still do it or you like forget it? I'm already sitting back down. It's not happening. It depends. <laughs> sometimes well, it's like, so, so, sometimes it's something so trivial as like going to the bathroom. It's like, why did I get up? Oh, I went up to go to the bathroom. And then I'll sit down and I'll be like, I really have to pee. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, that's right. That's what I got up to do 10 minutes ago. I never did. Just sit there. Anyway, that's my story. No, I, that's, that's, that's my, especially, that's my quarantine life is mm. waking up uh, mm. or getting up to go to the pantry and just staring at the pantry. I was here for something. <laughs> and it's gone. I guess I'll starve uh, to death until I figure it out. No. Oh no, my dude. <laughs> oh well, what? So I'm curious, like, where where are you at in your quarantine journey right now, man? I am in. I'm 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 doing pretty good. There was a moment. There was there was. <laughs> so, it's really interesting. I got back to the city March seventh, I believe. Uh, wow. That Saturday, uh, I was on a sh- cruise ship uh, for mm-hmm. eight months. So that was, you know, I don't know if you ever done a cruise ship, but some people consider it like luxury prison. You know, it's really nice, wow. but you're just kind of stuck on a ship for mm-hmm. an extended period of time. Yeah. And I got off the ship. I'm so excited. I get it back to New York and I had these callbacks and, and seeing my friends and, oh, I'm so great. I get back to the city. I see a show. I do these callbacks and auditions like the first four days and then Thursday comes down mm-hmm. And then everything shuts down. Mm. And then I go back into luxury prison where I'm in my apartment for yeah. <laughs> uh, for an extended wow, period of wow, time. Wow. Yeah, it was it was really bizarre. So about the first two, three weeks, I, I, I was also preparing for a photo shoot uh, to get new headshots and, mm-hmm. uh, and everything. And the first three weeks, I just I said, you know what? Throw, throw everything out the window. I don't. I don't need to worry about my diet or going to the gym. I'm just gonna relax, eat, wake up when I want to wake up, mm-hmm. um, and just do that. And because I also was working a lot up to that, so I sure. hadn't really had time to really just lay in a bed and like you know. And then I got boring, and I became very anxious. I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, <laughs> I got to give myself some kind of structure. Uh, mm-hmm. So I called a friend of mine who's a personal f- trainer, uh, 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 Matthew Baker, Baker Fitness. He's great. Uh, he's my trainer. Uh, he was our Shakespeare on Something Rotten. And he uh, mm. basically gave me an, a great home workout routine. And uh, nice. yeah, and since then I've been on a nice, I have a pretty set schedule now up until 12. After like 12, 1 o'clock. Who free knows? time baby it's free time who knows what happens I, I really like what you said about like at first taking that that i feel like that was phase one of quarantine for me too was just like everything shut down and it's like it was so freeing to not have anything to do and not like no one was expecting me to do anything and i just got to exist for a week and i was like okay coming out of this how do i maintain some of that stillness some of mm-hmm. that or just like Basically, my plate got cleared. And it's like, okay, now what do I want to put back on this plate? Do I want to fill it up with everything that was there before? Do I want to fill it up with half? Do I want to fill it up with a quarter? Um, I've since gotten good at busying myself with Zoom again. I'm I'm off and running. But I, I think I've definitely, for anyone who needs to hear this, it's it's not a bad thing to take one or two things from your 
plate that was full before and really, really invest your time in those things instead of spreading yourself uh, super duper thin. And I say that as much to remind myself to do it. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I think what the kind of blessing that this pandemic has given us is time for us to just sit and be still and step back and say, okay, what is actually essential? What can I do with my time? What do I need to focus on? And now, now I'm getting to this point of, I see a lot of my friends or colleagues like creating content and, Mm -hmm. or just being active and doing, you know, on social media. And I struggle with this kind of in between of, do I need to put, like, why do I need, like, do I need to create something? Like, can I just be, because part of being an artist is observing the world. And I'm definitely a quiet observer. Um, if you see me at a Starbucks or, or, or Dunkin' or on mm-hmm. the corner, <laughs> I'm usually just kind of sit back and just watching pe- people watching. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it, I think it's interesting finding that, that, that balance of being creative and, and putting art in that's meaningful, especially during this time with everything that's going on, police brutality, voting rights, the government, everything, the pandemic, right. right, being creative and having something that's inspiring and maybe not so heavy, but also touching on those things and saying what I need to say and being active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm hearing there a lot is like asking yourself like what matters in terms of like the people that you see versus the content that you consume. Like mm-hmm. I was listening to a bunch of podcasts and I was behind on my listening and I cleared the list because I was like, I don't want to listen to anything that doesn't know the pandemic is coming. Like, I don't want to listen to three weeks ago because that (laughs) world is over. I want to hear these hosts doing their quarantine version of the show. But like, that's the thing too, is like, I'm very curious to see once a new normal emerges, what kinds of stories are going to be told. I really hope that like, it, it raises the bar for the stories that get told versus whether in theater or film. Like, I, I hope that there is less room for, like, arbitrary living room plays where people are being funny and witty and not much is happening. Hmm. There's a lot of content out, like, the, theater especially, where I'm just like, but why is this a play? Why well, like, Why are we doing this? Why are we sitting here watching this? Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I just hope it makes things a lot more intentional is the wrong word, but, like, just those those stakes, I just hope they get even, even higher. Absolutely. And it's it's funny like finding the balance. I finding the balance with those stakes is always mm-hmm. interesting because I'm personally attracted to art that is just light, funny, something rotten. Mm-hmm. That is it, it's kind of it's it's a bit of a dream come true. I I, I, I mm-hmm. when I when I when I when I got the job, I'm like wow, this is this is kind of great. This is the kind of theater that I grew up loving, yes. you know? Yes. Yes. And I want to do something like that, but how do we, how do we do something like that? That's light and lighthearted while also saying something, you know, mm-hmm. can we do both? Can we, can we have something as absurd as book of Mormon or something rotten or uh spam a lot? Can we have something as absurd and farce as that? While also mm. saying something, how do you do that? I I I I think the answer is yes, 
there will be. And that's my favorite kind of thing that does that while having poignant moments that really hit your heart. Because too much of just straight sad drama is too much. And too much. a bunch too of much. fluff that is like, like if you went absurd with something rotten or, you know, these things and they, and they said nothing, that wouldn't be interesting either. I think it's, it's having all of it in the mix. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a show that really kind of done it, did it, uh, done it, did it well, it. <laughs> they've done it, uh, they did it well, uh, was Spongebob, and I'm sure everyone has their opinions about Spongebob, mm-hmm. me, I love it, I actually went into the show um, to see it, and I was like, okay, you know, yeah. I grew, I grew yeah. up watching Spongebob, I'm like, okay, this mm-hmm. is gonna, Spongebob the musical, here we go. And I fell in love with it. And mm-hmm. not just the material and, and, and the, the, the fact that it's Spongebob in a musical, but mm-hmm. what they were actually saying, it had a lot of heart. And the uh, I went back and rewatched the Nickelodeon live recording mm-hmm. of it. And it's very topical, you know, what's happening yeah. today in the world. And I... I'm pretty. They said it wasn't intentional. You know, I watched. I went in the rabbit hole of YouTube and SpongeBob the musical. Went down that rabbit hole. So I watched a lot of things, and they were like, "Oh, it was not intentional. It wasn't really that intentional. Whether it was intentional or not, that's kind of the beauty of art is that it sometimes it just coincides with what hmm. we're what we're what's going on. So I think SpongeBob did it perfectly. Hmm. Jim, your response. <laughs> You have opinions about SpongeBob? I don't well, know. I, I'm just I, asking. I mean, I I have not watched. I started watching the SpongeBob musical on Nickelodeon, and I just didn't finish it. It's still waiting on my DVR, <laughs> waiting waiting to be finished. So I mean, I don't. I, but what I did watch, I was like, oh, this is so joyful. But you could tell that it was like getting like SpongeBob has a really good. I want song at the beginning of that. Like he, mm-hmm. he, he has this great song. That's like, everybody thinks I'm a joke, mm-hmm. but, or thinks I'm a child or, or, or whatever, or so, something like that. Yeah. And he's like, but no, but like, I have something to offer or something of that. And just, just that like one snapshot is like, so like chef's kiss mm-hmm. because Absolutely. it, it, yeah, it speaks to, because and it's one of those ideas that's just like universal, like absolutely you know, everyone can relate. Like I am worthy, whether I'm a fry yeah. cook or a senator or or whatever. I, <laughs> I I'm I I'm worth something, and I think that's I think we all need that. We all need to realize and remember our worth. And sometimes it's sometimes it's that's hard. It's I beautiful. It. It's a really beautiful message. Thank you for for reminding me of that. My friend. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. This episode's going to make one Peace, one love. <laughs> Peace and love, man. Peace and this, love, man. Since we're talking Peace about SpongeBob, uh, my, my girlfriend and avid listener of the show, Taylor Keller, is going to be really excited to hear this. You're her new favorite person, Devin. I promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> she does love SpongeBob the musical. She does. I have yet to... I feel like I need to watch it again. I saw the tour. I have many, th- and like, I, I really don't think that I have any 
authority to speak on this. I will mm. say that mm. it was hard mm. to, like, as a huge fan of SpongeBob, mm. like, um, I will say that I felt overstimulated with the amount that was that I like. I it was hard for me to pay. I, you know, like, like to Jim's point, the I want song, great. The smaller number is great, but there was just a lot going on that it yeah. was hard for me to clock. Like, okay, what is the important thing to be following right and maybe that's just me being overly analytical but i you, uh, to 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 that point then the recording of for mm. television probably would help you yeah because you know that's forces that's, your perspective yeah. yeah to compare it to the other big recording right now of hamilton on disney plus like that's what people that have seen the stage production have complained about hamilton is that it's forcing your perspective on a specific part of the action too much, and you're not able to take in all the great things that the Hamilton Ensemble does in their choreo and their just the whole the ensemble-ness of it. I had a friend, uh, I brought one of, I, I saw SpongeBob four times on Broadway, and I brought one of those times I brought my best friend. Uh, Harrison Richland to it, and within the first <laughs> minute, I knew that he really wasn't—he wasn't having it. And I, <laughs> like, literally, it was the opening number. Oh no! Uh, and and which time was this that you saw it? Was this like time number one? Number this two? was, I think, time number three. <laughs> okay. I want to say this was the third time, and um, and my friend Harrison—he's a great writer. He's 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 brilliant, and we were talking about. We were sitting there, and within the first minute, I'm like, "He's not, he's not here for this." So the whole, the whole act, act one is happening. One of my favorite numbers is Patrick's number, um, "Super Sea Star Savior." Mm -hmm. Great gospel number. I'm screaming. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't. You probably heard my laugh in this podcast. It's very loud. So I am cackling. It's like, if that, if my laugh on here is a a, a one, I was at a ten. Mm -hmm. Um. And then <laughs> the curtain comes down at the end of Act One, and I look over to it, and I'm still calculating. I'm like, "You don't like this? <laughs> like, you are not having?" I'm, I'm like, "What's up?" He goes, "You know what? It's not anything about the show. It's it's cotton candy, mm. and it's too sweet. And there's just this amount of joy that the show exudes that." can be um, overbearing yeah. and, and, and sometimes I fear that. overpowering. Yeah. Very I said, I fear that. That's a Freudian slip. I meant to say, I hear that, but maybe yeah. I do fear that. <laughs> and I think, and I think that, that was what he was like, I don't know if like that joy is, it's a little sad. Cause like, can I, can I match that joy? What, you know, and SpongeBob mm. is just pure optimism, you know, that's, right. that's, he exudes optimism. So if someone sees SpongeBob and they're like, mm, it's too much, I totally get it because that's the whole Point right. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dig that. I I will say this that I can only see more good than bad coming from an opportunity for someone to see a SpongeBob story, whether that is a musical or a TV show. I think met, like that amount of joy, that amount of optimism is a good thing to be out in the world. So for that reason, I'm, I'm glad the show's around. I'm just on a technical note. Devin, I'd, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this because you've seen it more than I. When I was watching it the first time around, 
there was a lot of songs, and yes, it's a musical, but I remember listening to one song and be like, okay, cool, yeah, I get what that song was about. And then another song would happen and be like, that's exactly what the last song was saying. And I felt like there was almost like duplicate, well, they were very different like styles to the songs, but I felt like I was getting the same message across three songs. And I'm like, okay, we could have done with one song versus three songs. Like, is that just me or do, do you... Did you experience that? Um, yes and no. I've definitely heard the same thing uh, that you're that you're saying. It seems as though that the the consistent thing I hear about the show is that they just kind of skirt um, the level of of funny that that is possible, mm-hmm. rather than really going deep with whatever message that each song is is trying to do in that moment in the story okay so instead of really articulating these kind of fine-tuned and nuanced emotions it's kind of a blanket cover of this is kind of the emotion that we are or the tone that we are trying to set in this moment rather than really saying specifics and i think what's the reason that that kind of happens is the way that the show was constructed, each artist had a moment in the show set. They said, okay, we're going to send this song off to y- Yolanda Adams and she's going to write this number in this moment in the show. And then we're going to send this song off to, to Common and uh, he's going to do this moment. And then, you know, Sarah Bareilles is going to do this moment. So I don't know if this ever happened, but I wonder if they were all in the room at the same time right? or right. on a Zoom video. You know, yeah. probably not. Like, I can't imagine that there are 10 plus big name musical artists all have the same time availability to sit down for a couple hours and discuss this musical. It's right. it, that, that's hard. So, yeah, I can. I mean, that, but that makes hey, sense. where there's a will, there's a way. We there. did it. So, yeah, we did it. They have no excuse. They have no excuse. <laughs> 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 where 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 to from here, my friends? Mm. Uh, I mean, if you, all I kept thinking about while we were talking about that is you know other things that kind of have that place that we started at of like this deeper meaning on top of this feeling of joy, and I just, I just kept coming back to uh, children's programming. Or mm. children's programming, right? Because, um, like, the two things that really come to mind are Adventure Time and Steven Universe, which I both, like, big-time recommend to, like, everyone I've ever met mm-hmm. um, for both of them. But they both have this, you know, they have so many different aspects of, you know, they have these moments that are just, like, ridiculous outlandish things and then they have these moments of just like really bare vulnerability yeah um mm-hmm. and, and they have really good music both of them like right. the, mu- the music is is stellar and really brings it to a such a heightened level the way m- theater does uh mm-hmm. that that's all i keep thinking of well, you, you you said all of that, and I I I haven't seen the the second show that you that you mentioned, uh, 
but Adventure Time, I have. I yeah. which I actually I am a fan of Adventure Time. Haven't seen all of it, but there was a moment where I was just okay. We're gonna just spend a whole day mm-hmm. <laughs> and just marathon some Adventure Time. Um, and on that topic, it seems as though I don't know if how, how you how you you two feel about it, but it seems as though cartoons these days are so. They're just extremely different from when we grew up watching them. Yeah. Obviously, oh, yeah. we're different. We're a different generation. We're a different mindset. But I just I, I find that the cartoons that I grew up watching seem to teach more morals of heart and morality and 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 good things. And now the cartoons now are just a lot of fart jokes that 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 don't mm. lead to anything. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I remember love, well, a lot of fart jokes when yeah, I was watching Yeah, I would, I, I would, we uh, up, yeah. We grew up watching, like, Ren and Stimpy or, oh, uh, like, Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say, well, you've got we Ren had, and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead. We had um, a lot of, uh, you know, but I think that overall, the, the cartoons that we grew up watching were more poignant in, in teaching kids the right between what's good, uh, what's the the difference between what's good and bad, and and what is good and bad, mm-hmm. and how even if people are quote unquote bad, that that doesn't make them completely bad. Like it, it showed, it showed everyone in a kind of three sixty uh, mm-hmm. light, and I feel that cartoons today aren't as aren't as uh, poignant with with that kind of messaging no oh well i well i i need to watch more of today's cartoons to really understand uh what you're do you have one in in mind devin that you think doesn't uh reach into that bubble gum uh bubble bubble uh oh yeah yeah uh adventures of gumball yeah gumball gumball yeah okay gumball Um, gumball is is yeah one that's definitely a little bit more surface level and what yeah, and what, there, there was, is that the same one? I don't know if Gumball's the same one where there's like an older guy, he's like, he's, and he's almost like a child, like mentally, mm. and he has like later hosen. I think he's German. I don't, I don't know. Oh, Uncle, Uncle Grandpa? Uncle Grandpa. Yeah. Is that still so a show? bizarre. That's bizarre. Uncle they Grandpa. Still, is that still like running current? Yeah, episodes? that shows, that shows weird. That show's weird as hell. I don't think so. I think that was that was mid two thousand. That was mid twenty tens, though. Yeah, right. It was a relatively like, recent show. I was like, is it me? Like we're calling this guy Uncle Grandpa, and he's in. Yeah, I could I be feel, wrong. Maybe he I wasn't like, in later hosen, but I'm like, I, I'm if, looking. I blame <laughs> Cat Dog for this for paving the way for things like Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Well, just think of the name Cat Dog, Uncle Grandpa. Like these things aren't supposed to go together. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I will say I think that comes from SpongeBob. Yes. Mm. Oh, good. Point. Yes, I think I think that there because there's SpongeBob's complicated because there is a level of SpongeBob that is very fart joke based. Well, but yes. A, but current SpongeBob is, and new SpongeBob. Yes, and and current SpongeBob is especially guilty of this, but also original early SpongeBob. There were also times when it was a little bit more juvenile. But mm-hmm. there is also, you know, the I think that the, the we mentioned earlier, the best message of SpongeBob is that kind of 
eternal optimism mm-hmm. and how you know he he approaches everything with such infectious positivity i will just to come to bat for uh modern cartoons the second show i mentioned steven universe does a lot of the things that you're talking about Devin. uh yeah it's just oh it's 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 a show that's like it is a kid show but it it deals with a lot of things that are Mm. very heady everything from like gender identity to like to intimacy to uh you know relationships to loss to guilt and like like all kinds of things that like are ju- that just are crazy a lot of those things that you might be looking for and the other place that i go to for really good animation these days is netflix big mouth Big Mouth yeah, is Big man. Mouth is 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 a pretty good show which i would not have believed if you had showed me any 30 seconds of big mouth you'd be like oh god this is this is just like this is so gross and raunchy so gross and why are we why are we why is this on and why are we showing these children in these in these in this light but it is i I don't have children i hope to have children at some at some point um but if i if and when i have children you can fight me on this but i would (laughs) i would introduce them to to um big mouth in middle school rock on. and it's the the show definitely it goes there it maybe says things that even middle schoolers shouldn't say but oh, yeah. i but looking at it i wish that i had that kind of show mm-hmm. in middle school so at least it says hey you're not alone right yeah. what you're going through what you're feeling these weird mix of emotions the next guy that you you know everyone's feeling these things yeah mm-hmm. the next guy next to you the, the girl over there that person over there they're all we're all going through the same type of uh thing and i think that kind of uh animation is is great that that uses at least my type of humor this kind of raunchy in your face sometimes dark humor and says hey we're not so different you and i yeah I think that's what makes uh, my favorite stories. And this is a grand statement and I'm only, you know, 20 years old. So what the heck do I know? But I would, I would be willing to wager that underneath every story that we consume is our characters who are craving connection that Mm -hmm. don't want to be alone. Um, And if I don't, if, if I don't sense that I would be willing to bet that it, probably isn't something that interests me mm-hmm. you know yeah that's all i have to say about that i know that sounds really pretentious that's no that no, was no, it's I a working that, theory that is not i don't think that's pretentious at all that is like you kind of dropped the mic with that for me I was like, <laughs> i've ruined every story for you ever like that's what that's to me what sits underneath it is like when i see two people walk into a scene i'm like okay how are they gonna try yeah. to how does, connect or resist connection me? or yeah, I think, and I think that's what makes it good is in terms of as as the audience. That's why we watch things, right? Is to feel connected to something, to not feel alone, to feel part of a whole. I think, anyway. Absolutely, that's we 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 crave connection. You know, we we need it. We need it to survive. So it doesn't blow my mind that we need it in our entertainment. We need to know that 
these two people, these two characters are going through something and how does that their their relationship and their story relate to me? Because it will if it's good and especially if it's good. Mm-hmm. Um it will because everything we we're all we're all trying to connect. But like I was about to say some random quote that I have no idea where it comes from, but it's something of the effect that we're all meteors in in space and we're just trying to crash mm. and I don't is that a thing? Have you heard Works something of, of I've heard much something something of that nature, yeah. I've heard much Yeah. I've heard many things that make less sense <laughs> than that. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um you know, I think we're all trying to crash into something and, and, and say and I'm what here. is it and what is it about the world and this is rhetorical and maybe we'll cut this but what is it that makes us think we're not alone or or makes us think that we are alone like if we have the need to watch these stories to make connections what is it that that something must be telling us that you're alone for you to think oh then i must find uh my my i mean i don't want to say group or tribe because that's very that's very loaded and charged and not what i'm trying to say at all but like do, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. As I struggle for words. <laughs> yes. While while we're while, let me toss out two last two recommendations. If you want a grown up show that deals with this, might I recommend BoJack Horseman? Mm. I knew you were gonna. I was like, he's gonna say BoJack Horseman. If you want a if you want a kid <laughs> show, don't laugh at me. Well, again and again, quote unquote, kid show. Uh, don't right. laugh at me, but uh, Shira and the Princesses of Power. Uh, is is, uh, also on Netflix all about people looking for connection in different ways and a lot of the villains are just kind of misguidedly looking for validation in Mm. kind of all the wrong places right on and and that you know so that's kind of what I uh and you know even the relationships between the heroes are like different levels of dependency and trying to get acceptance and validation and all of those things that you're kind of talking about joe so yeah highly recommend i think we all we all want validation we all and that comes from the ego right like Mm -hmm. and i say ego not in a kind of ego (laughs) egotistical right uh, right you're you're, you're, you're speaking like you're talking freudian not narcissistic you're talking about like, like 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 the id the ego yeah yes sure Yes, exactly. So that I think it's the same thing that says that we are all together is the same thing, or we're all we're not so different. The same thing that that relates us is the same thing that's saying, "Hey, what relates me?" If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's so hmm. convoluted. I feel, but we the same thing that 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 we're looking for is the same thing that um, makes us. Oh God, I, I lost where I was going with that. <laughs> okay, well, cut me off because I have a half baked thought that it was will good. probably. It was good. End up, well, this is what what you just said, Devin, made me think. Like, I wonder, like, you know, like as our animal cells in the past ate, you know, cooked foods and stuff. The pro, we got more protein. Our brains developed and all this stuff. What if our brains, like, haven't fully maybe evolutionary? We have some more developing to do because, like, we started like from a place of animal instinct where it was just like reproduce, survive whatever and you didn't want for anything because there was nothing else and maybe our brains uh developed further but the side effect of that is that now we have this this notion that we're alone like now Mm. it's like 
you know, like ignorance is bliss maybe was us in the hunter gatherer days where you only had two things to do in the day and really one thing, which was not die. Right. So like now that we're good in terms of like our life, like our lifespan is projected to be longer because we've built these structures and stuff for ourselves. Maybe there is some like primal part of us that is like, well, now we just don't know what to do because we don't have to gather except, you know, go to freaking Costco or whatever. Right. So it's maybe it's that maybe it's just like we have more. T maybe it's just idle hands, more time. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but. But but strip all of that away, strip the structure, strip. Even us having, you know, trying to survive, let's say that. Let, well, let's keep that in place, but like strip all of the, the structures of life and a job and everything. Take that out of the mm -hmm. way. We don't have a job. What do we want? What do we you wake up the next day? And what do you want? And I think what I want is after I wake up, I think at the heart of it is to say, is to, to look at someone and say, hey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and it's so, it's so simple as that. It's just connecting. Yeah. And it's not connecting because I'm lonely, but, but connecting because it's part of my DNA, I think. Mm. I think it's part of all of our DNA. Right. Even the most antisocial introvert that you can probably imagine, they need that. They need someone to say, how you doing? To touch right. their shoulder and say, like, you're here. Right. I'm here. We're living. Hmm. I love that. We are living. We are. I'm always about to say, I'm still here. Please serenade uh, me, Mr. Holloway. <laughs> I'm not one. Uh. Oh, is there? So wait, um, I've, it's, I that's that. fair. And I'm not going to put you on the I spot. Um, is there um, a YouTube channel somewhere I can just, because I miss hearing your voice every day, my dude. This is selfish me asking for me. And of course, we'll link to it in the show notes <laughs> so that everyone else can find you. But where can I hear those beautiful pipes of yours? Uh, you can check out my website. It's devinholloway.net. Mm. And on there, I have obviously my headshot resume about all that, all that good stuff. But there is a link. There is a section with like videos of all the shows that I've done. Um, some things maybe I shouldn't have, but Ooh. they, they uh, you know, somehow came into my possession. And I said, you know what? I'm very proud of the work that I've done thus far. Um, and I, you know, I like to share it. So I don't necessarily actively post it, mm -hmm. but like all, pretty much all of the shows that I've done, they're, nice. they're online. Is there... <laughs> That's bad. Like, especially in a time of, um, I feel like that, that can be very uh, taboo in theater because mm -hmm. the whole yeah. point of theater is that it's now and you can't. That's what's so great about theater. Yeah. It's like you have to be there. You have to be there. And yeah. if you don't, you missed it. Um, but the fact that and in this it's not now, right now, you know, makes me want to like watching Hamilton brought me back to life. I was like, mm -hmm. oh my god! I I'm sorry, I keep forgetting to ask. What's Hamilton? Oh, Hamilton's this little this. It's the little show that could, Joe. Let oh. me tell you something. It's probably one of those like it's probably one of those cold classics, Jim. That only you and like a few people. Yeah, only watched, me and right? a few people. Yeah. Okay. And then, like twenty years, it's gonna be such it's a big. It's gonna thing. be huge. Everybody's gonna know about <laughs> it. Gonna I'm be gonna be huge. like, I was there. <laughs> Thank you guys. I've been sitting on there. that bad joke all day. <laughs> it's here's a fun. I I 
I when I was uh back in 2016, I think it was when Hamilton was at the public. Um, a good friend of mine, his mother, uh, worked for a newspaper, uh, uh, a big newspaper, uh, mm-hmm. and she would get a lot of press tickets. So she would always invite me to go see Broadway shows here and there. And she said, "Hey, I have tickets to this new musical Hamilton. Do you want to come?" And I'm thinking, uh, you know, and this is before it was Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And I'm like. And I, I just come from a vacation. I, I would have had to literally leave the same day I got back from my vacation to f- go up to New York, go see the show, find a place to stay that night and come back. Like mm. it was, it would have been a lot. And I'm like, you know what? I can't, I, I really, it's just too much to, it's too much to do to like, you know, <laughs> take a four hour bus ride after, you that know. Is and go up to I mean, that yeah, is a lot. That, that is, man. Like, I don't think anyone would fault you for even that. Even if it was a revolution, that can be. But it was a revolution. I know. Uh, I'm I in know. a revelation. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, now I'm kicking myself because I honestly, I would have, I would have suffered through the four hour bus ride. I would have easily, uh, I was at the time I was living in Austin. Oh, wow. Very patriotic. So I would have gone. I would have totally gone, but. Uh, I, I, now we have, now we have it. You. We, now, now, now you have it forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I I think the recording of it's great. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean there are certain things that you lose, but I think a lot is gained too. And just the fact think, that people can see it without spending $150 yes. is thumbs up to me. That's a great that's the beautiful fact about it and the way that it's captured. There's some shows that that I've seen like Shrek or which I think uh in or Memphis, Memphis which mm-hmm. I think Really have a, they capture the show in a good in a good way, um, but I think to your point earlier in the podcast about forced perspective, yeah. I think those shows specifically are much more rigid in their forced perspective. Yeah. Of you see this one thing uh, with Hamilton, I think they captured captured it. There's so many wide shots. There are, and that's what I want to see. Yeah. That's, I want to see the light change. I want to see how this turntable is using. I want to see what the light looks like hitting the floor of the theater, hmm. floor of the stage. That's what I want. Like, I want to see all those. And I think for the most part, the film does. Yeah. Um, I looked at, I love, I love Shrek, the, the Shrek recording, but the big thing that was bringing me into the show was the stage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which had a huge turntable i don't know if you 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 guys know about it but yeah, yeah it's 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 a lot more involved than hamilton's turntable it's three different discs and and i want i was like oh my god they have it recording i can't wait to see how they use these three different turntables and have a, a whole they can have a hole at any point in the stage and it's not fixed how does that work and then i saw the recording and I'm like they don't even show any of it. They don't show any of this amazing creative turntable that they had to build into the theater to, um, like, they had to renovate the theater for this for 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 Shrek the musical. Mm. So you know, it's I think I think it's really good that now we have Hamilton and yeah. and now maybe more shows will start recording things because let's hope or releasing at least their the Lincoln Center archives. Yeah. yeah. At Lincoln Center. Yeah, like that archive that you have to <laughs> that you have to have a New York Public Library card to access, and you need to go to the archive. I'm like, which I don't, which I can't access anymore, which is a real shame. Yeah, it's it's that archive is 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 great. So if they turn I, if they I, turn I wish... that into a streaming service, like 
you have it. It's digital. It's sitting there on a server. Just start putting it out there and collecting money. People will subscribe. That's the right? that's a thing, right? Like, why hasn't New York Public Library just been like, okay, yeah, five bucks a month. You can watch any play, anything, so, ever. So, so the, the thing about that is, is which I get is, is obviously the copyright and licensing, but... And the whole point about the Lincoln Center is you, you go in and you see that show and that's the only time you can ever see it. Right. So if I go in and say, hey, I want to go see the original cast of uh, Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. I can only watch that recording once. Yeah. And that's like, which, what? Which, there's it's like, what? Like, <laughs> it's got to, you know what? Something tells me that they just don't want to pay actors residuals. <laughs> Like, maybe that's maybe that's part of. But it, how is, good would it know, be if you know? Because you you do a Broadway run and you get paid, I'm sure, a good bit of money, and then it's over. I mean, maybe if you originated a role, you get some royalties for however long the show. I mean, I'm making this up. But if there was a streaming service, you get you get a nice little check every month. And Hamilton was the one who started that, as far as we, from my understanding, I could be wrong with the royalties. People, they didn't do that. Everyone in in the original cast of Hamilton, they're loaded now. They're yeah. great. They're set. They're, oh, I don't know about loaded. I don't know anyone's finances. Right. But Leslie Odom Jr. made sure that, hey, guys, we need to make sure that we get a cut of what this show is going to become. Yeah. Because, because we're old. Like every show, everyone who goes into Hamilton now does what Leslie does, does what mm. the original, you know, Dancer one or dancer three did they? That's your copyright in in a sense. Your copyright, uh, you're plagiarizing someone else's work. So if someone else comes into the show, why am I not being compensated for them doing the work? You created the template of Aaron Burr, and if someone just picks that up and you know runs with it, yeah, good point. I'm glad. I'm glad that Mr. Odom Jr. did that. There's apparently there's some there's some stuff about. uh, It's probably out there about. How the producers were trying to, you know, pay the actors. They were like trying to give them an act a fee. Like here's here's uh, a, a small fee one of time. like you're gonna you know one time thing. And Leslie was like, guys, this is pennies. Yeah, <laughs> pennies worth uh, compared to what we we would be getting if we if we stuck to our guns. So good for them. And I hope more shows do that. I hope more shows say, you know, if this becomes something, then you will get you will get a part of whatever. The show makes yeah. in the future. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers mm. crossed. If when theater comes back, because it will. It will. I mean, if it survived oh, the come back. the black plague, the, the bubonic plague, and every other pandemic What's in the that world. Coming up the road. <laughs> Do you know the, uh, the uh, that song? No. no. What is that? It's from it's from something rotten. It's it's so. Oh, sometimes you'll catch me singing random musical theater references. And... I hope all the times to be catching you singing. <laughs> um, now, Devin, you and I you and I briefly talked before the show that there was, I asked if you had anything that you wanted to specifically discuss on the show. Um, and we've been going tangent to tangent. Um, before we wrap things up, is there anything in particular that you want to talk? If the answer is no, that's fine. But if there's anything in particular you wanted to talk about, let's talk about it. I... I want to at least put out there for people to go out and vote, to register to vote, make sure that, that your voice is heard 
during this this coming election, uh, during the primaries and in the general election in November. And I want to say that Black Lives Matter. Amen. And we need to continue and we need to continue this discussion. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that this is not a moment, that this is truly a revolution and and something that will continue past the election and past mm-hmm. police brutality. There is so much that we need to to, to get to, to get done. So uh, I hope that that my optimistic SpongeBob self, SpongeBob brain is hoping that that we can as a society realize these the moment that we're in and do good yeah. with it. I agree 100%. What what kind of country do we want to be? Do we want to be a country that exactly. allows a country? I'm I'm what's that? A SpongeBob country. A SpongeBob country. And I th- uh, honestly I think like so there's this really great episode of Duncan Trussell's podcast. Duncan Trussell uh, recently has been get blowing up thanks to the Midnight Gospel, a great Netflix show. Devin, I think you'd love it. I go on and on about it on this podcast. But Duncan Trussell uh, on his podcast recently interviewed Makad Brooks, uh, a very, very wonderful um episode if anyone's looking to educate themselves and you know up their allyship uh this is a great episode and makad goes on to say you know what kind of country do we want to be do we want to be a country that uh allows for oppression to continue or do we not and he 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 argues and i would and i pretty much dig it he's like there's two types of people in this world there's folks that will allow oppression to continue and there's folks that will uh be anti that and fight against it so my hope is that we all start fighting against it. I hope so too. I hope so, and I hope that we continue this 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 moment and make it not a moment and make it a new way of life yeah. and a new a new beginning. Because we're not alone. Because we're not. We don't alone. have to. We're not alone. Like and like and if you're and when you draw racial lines, you make people feel alone. Like that's ridiculous. Exactly. No. Oh, we're all we're all different, but we're all we're all we're all the same at the same time. Yeah, we all bleed. We blood. have our different cultures. We all bleed blood. We all drink water. We all breathe air. And like I, I just I'm just gonna throw this out there and hope kids look it up. If anyone didn't know that human beings all started from one section of Africa and migrated out, so like. <laughs> And that is not me saying that racism doesn't exist. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if any if any white folks out there didn't know that our our species started in Africa, now now you know. It just blows my mind that some folks don't know that. And I wanted to put it out there. Well, so so here's the the thing. I was uh, and I was you know it's funny that you say this. I was I was just talking to Eileen. Was it yesterday? Um, I need to hit her. She up. called she's me and. She's 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 so sweet. But I was talking to Eileen and we were talking about, you know, what's going on in the world. And what I say to her, and this is something that I've kind of gotten from actually RuPaul, is people have a certain frame of mind about their world, about the world, about existence. Hmm. And when you start knocking on their door and saying, hey, your way of life, your way of believing isn't isn't right. Unfortunately, hmm. it's not right. And it's not. It's hurting me, you know, people find it so hard to break that reality. And when you break, when they have to break that reality, it 
breaks them in a, in a, in a certain way. Yeah. And and that's hard on people. Change is hard. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the video going around from Golden Girls. It's about thirty years ago, and there's Don Cheadle, and uh, and and Ruth uh, who plays uh, Blanche, and she's basically proudly showing the Confederate flag, and like this is mm. she's saying this is something that I grew up with, and it means pride, and it means this, and it means that mm. to her, yeah. and Don Cheadle's like, listen, that might be the case. But for me, it's the swastika, mm -hmm. you know, for me, this, this flag means oppression and Blanche goes, oh, what am I supposed to do with all these memories, all these beautiful memories that I grew up thinking they're all tarnished, you know, everything that I thought, everything that I knew to be true and to be good isn't. Mm -hmm. And when, when you tell that to people, especially people who have never been um who've never had to sacrifice something who've never been oppressed who've never had to deal with deal with some kind of uh systematic racism it breaks their reality it breaks their mind a little bit it, it rocks their world and unfortunately we need to rock some worlds and yes you're 100 percent right i couldn't have put it better myself speaking from my own experience like that's what happened to me, right? Like I, I grew up in a very, very white area. Go to, go to, go to art school and college, and my mind is, you know, broken open. It's like, wow, look at every other experience that's out there. Every other, you know, way of going through the world as a human being. And I'm so glad I had that. You know, I was thrust into that reality. Mm -hmm. And I'm terrified to think about what, how I could have turned out had I not been in those circumstances. And I just, I, 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 I guess what I'm saying is everyone needs to go to art school. Everyone in America needs to go study some kind of art, go get a bachelor's of arts somewhere really, and though, meet your classmates. Really, there's something about going to college and it, and it happened for me in a different kind of way I went to college and I saw all these different people and it from it said hey there's so many different ways of going throughout the world everyone has a different experience and they're all valid mm -hmm. and if I care about this person if they're my friend if I love this person then I need to respect their experience and unfortunately some people whether you go to college or not, when you're when you're staying in the same place for years on end and you and you don't get you don't leave your town and you don't leave your state and you don't have these kind of otherworldly experiences, when you don't travel, you don't see the world, you don't yeah. see other things, you don't know that other people are going through different things. You don't have it why 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 would you? Right. You've been inside your four walls and that's been fine and safe. And just to you know, cover my butt here a little bit. I realized it was, it's very, I had, I had the privilege to go to school and I had the ability to get loans and do that. Not everybody does. I Kids, Not that was, does. I was making a Same. joke when I said everyone go to college and I just realized how freaking awful that sounds in hindsight. I mean, yeah, I mean. But, but yeah. I, I think at the heart of what you're trying to say, not everyone can go to college. I was fortunate enough to go to college. Not everyone can. Um, But, and not everyone can travel and mm -hmm. that's, 
I think that's the issue. Right. I think it's this this at the heart of everything. You know, they say money runs the world. I don't know if money runs the world. I think love runs the world. I'd like to say love runs the world, but money is money has an effect on people. Mm-hmm. So when you have money, when you can travel, you have a wider view. Give people more money. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Like, is that, there it is. Give people more money so that they can do the things. They can travel. They can have these experiences. They, they can save. They can have a life and have and not be afraid <laughs> to to open up their door and to and to mm. have these experiences. Oh, yes. Yeah. Devin. What did Andrew, Andrew Yang, Andrew, Andrew yeah. Yang about the uh, $1,000 a month? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that, that, <laughs> I'm a, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, Devin, you've you this conversation has made my heart so full. Yes. So thank you. It's thank been you, great. I do. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Jim. I, I have to, I have to do one. Um, actually, uh-huh. because I'm a awful jerk off. Safe um, space. Actually, that Golden Girls clip is actually from the Golden Girls spinoff called the golden palace in which blanche sophia and uh rose uh buy a hotel it only lasted one season oh wow it only lasted one season uh but it also starred uh don Cheadle and cheech marin and uh what a weird freaking show that is huh i've never actually seen it but i i just that's just something i know and when I see that clip going around, I like watch this Golden Girls clip. I'm like, well, tech, um, um, actually. <laughs> so I just just um, need to put it out there. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. I I actually didn't I didn't know that. So. Oh wow. But That's regardless great. of where it's from, it does have a good message, and the whole and everything. I don't have anything to add. Just retweet. Yes. Retweet. Yes. We will link to Devin's website in the show notes. Thank you, my friend. A million yes. thank yous. A great time. Thank you both. Thank you. I've, I've, I've enjoyed this. This is my first podcast, so thank you both for having you, me. You crushed it, my friend. <laughs> Beautiful. Yay. Kids, make sure you face to... Oh, are you, yes. Oh, man. Devin's celebrating. <laughs> Take that celebratory laugh. I love it. Let's go. Baby. Throw that hat around. Uh, kids, if you're not living with your parents again, be sure to FaceTime them. <laughs> They're probably wondering how you're doing. Five stars. Uh, five stars, we, we, all that we've stuff. We've been spending so much great time with our friends, we forget to say, like and subscribe. Well, that's <laughs> yes, not really what like, we do. like, subscribe, all that. Like and subscribe, five I stars. Subscribe. Leave, wow. a re- leave a review on Sus- iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscription. Uh, and bye to all the moms out there. Bye, mom. Bye, mom. Bye. She's so fine, fine, fine. She's so fine, so fine. She's so fine, 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 She's so fine, fine, fine. She's really sweet, the finest girl you